With so many games being released during November, it feels no different from any other year where there is a massive surge of new games hitting the market around the holidays. It's hard to imagine what would have happened if many games that got delayed were released during this time as well. On top of all of the new games that we've seen over the past few weeks, we have also seen the release of two brand new consoles from Microsoft and Sony. This week, we give our views on the latest entry from the Dark Pictures anthology, Little Hope, and see if this series can see an improvement from Man of Medan, possibly even returning to the Until Dawn level. Now, speaking of those new consoles, we were fortunate enough to get our hands on a PlayStation 5 and got the Platinum for Astro's Playroom. One of these games was my most anticipated games of the year, and one completely came out of nowhere surprising me. This week on the Video Games Podcast, we have a review double bill featuring two games from the opposite ends of the spectrum. And as always, our reviews are done with a 21-question format to answer any questions that you might have. And as a warning, we try not to spoil anything, but light spoilers will be ahead. Right after this, we'll jump into Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom. Team Asobi, a first-party PlayStation studio operating as a division of Japan studio who were behind the cult favorite Astrobot Rescue Mission. What genre is Astro's Playroom? Astro's Playroom might fit into its own genre. I mean, categorically, it's a standard platformer, but it's also a tech demo showing off the power and innovation behind the DualSense. Is Astro's Playroom fun? If you were forced to sum up this game with just one word, the only acceptable choice would be fun. There are so many parts of this game that put a smile on your face. Does Astro's Playroom do anything new? Overall, the game doesn't do anything new that we haven't seen before in other platformers, but everything that it makes you do using the new DualSense controller is definitely charting new ground. Does Astro's Playroom look good? As a launch title, it looks great. Astro looks great, although he's a little robot and not a photorealistic human from something like Naughty Dog. And the lighting effects look fantastic, whether you're rotating your artifacts around or exiting a hidden cave. Does Astro's Playroom sound good? The game sounds great, from the wind blowing from Cooling Springs Beach to the rain hitting your umbrella in Memory Meadow or the fantastic and addictive music from the SSD Speedway. Does Astro's Playroom control well? This isn't Team Asobi's first foray into 3D platforming as they got their feet wet with Astrobot Rescue Mission with this genre, but this will be the first one most people experience. The controls of this game are surprisingly excellent and tight, which surprised me for a few reasons. I wasn't expecting a tech demo to control as well as it did, but also most studios don't get platforming right this early on. Does Astro's Playroom have technical issues? Now, normally this question is reserved for negative technical issues, but the game looks and runs fantastic. On a technical level, what the game is showing you with adaptive triggers, the touchpad, and haptic feedback is impressive, and it feels like a true generational shift that you would hope for. Does Astro's Playroom have single player? 
Astro's Playroom is only single player as you are always looking through different parts of the PlayStation 5, looking for historical artifacts recollecting the years of PlayStation. When I think of tech demo, I don't envision something with this quality level or this length that Astro's Playroom has. Is Astro's Playroom family friendly? Astro's Playroom would be the perfect game to share with your little ones as you go back in time together exploring the years of PlayStation and sharing stories as you uncover each artifact or all the little easter eggs hidden throughout. Is Astro's Playroom couples friendly? This game is great for couples as there is no game over state or no lives and it can be as simple as you want to play or tricky if you're looking to find all the puzzle pieces and artifacts. How long is Astro's Playroom? Astro's Playroom could be finished in a couple hours if you just rush towards the finish line in every level. However, if you wanted to platinum this game, and you should, then you are looking closer to the 4-5 to five hour length with each minute being very worthy. Can you binge Astro's Playroom? This would be a great game to binge as a completion run would be about 5 hours or so meaning that you could do it during one winter quarantine weekend. The best part is that you won't feel like you need a break because of the amount of variety between the different sections of the PlayStation 5 in Astro's Playroom. Is Astro's Playroom full price? Astro's Playroom is 100% free and even better than that if you are or were lucky enough to find a PlayStation 5 then it's already installed on your system. What is surprising about Astro's Playroom? It's very surprising just how good this game is because of the free pack-in with the PlayStation 5. Expectations were low, instead, Astro's Playroom works as one of the best launch titles for the PlayStation 5, not making you feel forced to purchase a game on day one because Team Asobi made something worthy of next-gen. What could Astro's Playroom do without? The motion control parts were fun, but I felt like they did go on for just a smidge too long. Now, this is nitpicking because loading after dying is basically instant and you are right back to playing again. What is the best part about Astro's Playroom? Astro's Playroom has the ability to keep you constantly delighted with each artifact you discover, making you nostalgic at almost every turn. What is the worst part about Astro's Playroom? It's a small gripe, but there are sections throughout that require blowing into the DualSense mic, and as someone who plays with a gaming headset, this was a bit of a nuisance because it won't automatically do it because it thinks that your mic is on, and the headset mic doesn't work with these features, which makes you have to mute the controller. Will there be a sequel to Astro's Playroom? Team Asobi and Sony seem to have stumbled upon something special with Astrobot. As a character who began as a simple robot in the playroom, Asobi now has a character on their hands who seems to be slowly becoming one of the faces of PlayStation, and it would be a true shame if the team didn't take what they learned developing this game and make a full game for the PlayStation 5. Are the trophies good in Astro's Playroom? Sometimes getting the Platinum Trophy can be a slog, but getting full completion on this game seems like you don't have a choice. It could be because the game is shorter, it could be because the trophies aren't absurd, or it could be because how delightful each trophy is. Do you recommend Astro's Playroom? If you have a PlayStation 5, then you already own the game and you should absolutely play Astro's Playroom if you're around for any of the previous generations of PlayStation. 
If you've been around since the first PlayStation, then this game is a requirement. It will leave you with a smile on your face and a warm, fuzzy feeling the entire time as you remember some of the best moments of gaming from the past 26 years. If this game cost money, I would still recommend it just as much. Overall, I give Astro's Playroom a 20 out of 21. Moving on to Little Hope. Is Little Hope better than Man of Medan? Unfortunately, there isn't much about Little Hope that it is an improvement over Man of Medan. The setting of Little Hope might be the only area of improvement, but everything else is either on the same level or even worse. The game lacks a finality that even Man of Medan offered, and the characters felt more memorable in the first entry. Is Little Hope better than Until Dawn? As Jay-Z once said, if you want my old shit, buy my old album, which is what you should do in this case. Until Dawn is a better game in every way to Little Hope. The story, the controls, the voice acting, and the setting are all superior in 2015's Until Dawn. Even better, it could cost you much less or even nothing if you recently purchased a PlayStation 5 because it's included in the PS Plus collection, which is free. Maybe Supermassive just set the bar too high with Until Dawn. Is Little Hope Scary? There are very few jump scares peppered throughout the game, but overall the game lacks tension. The enemies that you encounter are almost comical in their visual nature, but also in how they act. And the actual quick time events feel very inconsequential due to how many times you can fail during one event and still survive. Is the story in Little Hope good? Anticipation was high for a horror-influenced setting this time around as opposed to an abandoned World War II warship from Man of Medan. Stuck in a decrepit town, lost in the deep woods, and witch trials are all ingredients for a scary survival horror game, but the way the story is weaved together eliminates most of the tension as it becomes quite predictable when bad things will happen. Also, the way the story wraps up feels cheap and unsatisfying which doesn't make sense because the game is using the same lead writers as Until Dawn. I think Supermassive is trying to go for a home run, mind-blowing ending every single time in the vein of M. Night Shyamalan, rather than just going for a solid, straightforward hit every time. Just because something works well once doesn't mean it's going to work well every time. Does Little Hope look good? It could be rose-colored glasses, but I feel like overall Man of Medan looked better than Little Hope and Until Dawn looked better than that, which makes you wonder why a game from 2015 looks better than a game in the same genre from the same studio five years later. Supermassive is using a different engine than they did with Until Dawn, which was the impressive Guerrilla Games Decima engine, but I feel by now improvements should be seen on the character models, but they just seem off. During the whole game when either passing the controller to a friend on the couch or making a decision, your character just sits there with a dumb look on their face. One of the highlights of the visuals though was the environments as they looked very well detailed and had great lighting effects which is key for a scary game. Does Little Hope have technical issues? Little Hope hard crashed on me a few times during my completion while playing on the PS4 Pro. The silver lining is the autosave feature brought me back into the game fairly close to where it had crashed, but it's still a big immersion breaking issue. Does Little Hope control well? Little Hope feels clunky for most of the game. There are plenty of exploration sections in the game where trying to rotate a useless postcard was a lot harder than it needed to be. Some of the quick time events also feel a little cumbersome. Does Little Hope have multiplayer? 
It can be played online or on the couch, but for the couch, the only option is passing the controller back and forth. You can either select the characters each player would control, which doesn't make sense as you don't know anything about them before playing and it doesn't even give you any basic traits. The other option is to get randomized characters for each player during the movie night mode. Both of these options are massive failures as it usually ends up with one player controlling all of the main characters and one person barely playing the game. If you're going to do this randomly, then have a system in place that balances out the playtime. Is Little Hope Co-op? One of the brightest spots of the Dark Pictures Anthology is the online co-op mode that allows each player to experience different parts of the game at the same time. It's a great feature, but it's a shame that it's still just exclusive for online and not couch co-op like 2018's A Way Out and offers split screen that changes size depending on the weight of the situation. Is Little Hope Couples Friendly? Interactive games are the perfect game to share with a loved one because they are the perfect blend of video game, movie, and communicating. Passing the controller back and forth while trying to make decisions together on the fly is fun, but the actual content of the game is slow and uninteresting. The true joy about playing Little Hope as a couple is communicating about the poor dialogue and character reactions. Do I need to play previous games in the Dark Pictures Anthology? Each entry from the Dark Pictures Anthology is meant to stand on its own. There is no need to play the previous entry, but if you haven't played either and you're dying to play one, then I would recommend Madame Medan over this game, which is something I didn't think I would say. Will there be a sequel to Little Hope? The next game in the Dark Pictures Anthology, titled House of Ashes, is teased at the end of Little Hope. House of Ashes is set against the backdrop of war in the Middle East as a buried Sumerian temple is discovered which will likely lead to some mummy tropes. Unfortunately, after two very uneven entries in the series, expectations for this series are now very low. If the scores and sales for this series don't improve, I wonder if Bandai Namco will even continue to finance all 8 games in the anthology that are planned. Does Little Hope have replay value? One of the best things about interactive games is the ability to replay and see what happens when different decisions are made, but I wouldn't encourage anyone to replay this game, let alone play it a first time. Even if you're dead set on playing this game or you love this genre, once is more than enough. There wouldn't be enough changes in the story to make multiple playthroughs worthy, as the ending is just a variation of a reveal that wasn't rewarding. How long is Little Hope? Just like the first entry in the Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan, the total playtime is fairly short. Your first playthrough should take about 5 or 6 hours depending on how much exploration you feel like doing. Unfortunately, even with the short time, Little Hope still felt like it overstayed its welcome. Can you binge Little Hope? Little Hope is short enough to binge during one play session and it is broken up into three different acts, but I would not recommend it as the game is very repetitive. Poor conversations, search abandoned area, scary encounter, quick time event, flashback, rinse and repeat. It feels like 80% of this game is just looking around for items on the ground that don't affect the story or the characters at all. Is Little Hope full price? One of the few bright spots about the games in the Dark Pictures Anthology is how the games are priced on a lower scale. 
but at the end of the series, the total value based on time and quality just won't add up, with 8 games at around 5 hours each costing around $30 that adds up to around $240 for a 40-hour game, which seems out of line when compared to other 100-plus hour games that have a much higher quality across the board, such as Red Dead Redemption 2, any of the Assassin's Creed titles, or even the upcoming Cyberpunk 2077 with its speculated 175-hour playtime. What is surprising about Little Hope? Little Hope actually feels like a step backwards from Man of Medan, which felt like a step backwards from Until Dawn. After Man of Medan showed a glimpse of return to form from Supermassive, Little Hope has actually taken away my anticipation for the rest of the series. Sadly, now I have little hope for the rest of the Dark Pictures anthology. What could Little Hope do without? Little Hope, as well as the first entry, Man of Medan, could do without the uneven tone. I understand that Supermassive saw some great success with Until Dawn and its campy tone, but it's okay to branch away from that and deliver a consistently serious game. Some of the best horror films of the recent years are edging into psychological horror and away from the traditional mold with traditional archetypes. The characters don't need to be the same cliches every time they make a game. We don't need a jock, a bimbo, and all the other horror tropes that you can think of. What is the best part about Little Hope? The curator who narrates the story in between the different acts of the game, just like in Man of Medan. The animations and the voice acting here are top-notch and show what the team is capable of when giving a certain area extra attention. What is the worst part about Little Hope? All of the characters are extremely one-note and unbelievable. The dialogue is terrible and breaks immersion often where instead of becoming more engrossed in the story, you laugh at some of the conversations these people are having. With most games in the genre, I am trying to keep certain people alive, but in Little Hope, I had no investment in any character and I didn't care what happened to any of them. Do you recommend it? Little Hope is a massive disappointment as one of my most anticipated games of 2020. Man of Medan was a very uneven and rough around the edges first entry in the Dark Pictures anthology. There was hope that each subsequent game would see improvements. Little Hope feels like a step backwards in almost every department except for setting, but even the setting seems squandered. Overall, I give Little Hope 12 out of 21. That's all for the Video Games Podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please consider subscribing to the podcast, giving us a review, or even telling a friend. And as always, please remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, and more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. <laughs>